Hello, my name is Anthea, and welcome to Out of Frame, a podcast series dedicated to recording the stories of creativity from local Perth Hills artists. Joining me today to talk about his creative process, finding your signature style, and the value of art is Rick Burkett. Welcome back to another episode of Out of Frame, and joining me today is the extremely talented Rick Burkett. Rick, if you would like to introduce yourself. I'm Rick Burkett. I'm a uh, ex-graphic designer, I, I would call myself. I'm currently teaching graphic design and visual arts at mm -hmm. college and a part-time artist. So what really interested you initially in art? Uh, nothing particularly. I was always interested. Okay. My early days were spent drawing yeah. when no one else was, and that's it stayed with me. Cool, and followed you throughout your career. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you think is integral to working with art? Um, it, you've got to have that, um, that drive to create and for yourself rather than mm. for other people. So in graphic design, it's always for a client. In yeah. visual arts, it's it's me and, and it's what I want to do. So um, the thing that I think everyone really needs if they go thinking about a career Okay. Um, is to know that there's not a lot of money in it <laughs> True. and um, that it's very rewarding but you've got to have a passion for it because mm. you can get out of it very easily. True. And so with your painting, you do a lot in oil and acrylic, so what mm -hmm. draws you towards those mediums? Um, different reasons. Mm -hmm. I, I do a lot of my landscapes in oils. Okay. I like the uh, slower drying time. I like to fiddle around with it for ages and, and just play but um, I think with abstraction it's I, I like the the quicker drying time, yeah, and also the way you can kind of time your your forays into it. If mm -hmm. you're scratching and sanding, you've got certain points you jump in, okay. and I find that really interesting. Do you ever mix the two mediums together? Uh, well, I, I often start a landscape in acrylics, okay. plain air, and then come back here and do work on it okay. in oils. But um, yeah, very rarely um, with with abstracts because I I purposely keep them separate. Mm, and so abstract's a very interesting genre because mm. when is it done? When it when is it right? How do you produce things consistently? Yeah, good question. <laughs> I think you know a painting is resolved if you look at your basic elements and principles. Mm. You'd know them quite yes. well. Um, I I have them in my head and they rattle around every time I paint something. Something goes click click check check <laughs> check. You know, but in the end, it's it's how you connect with it emotionally that makes the work okay. finished I think um, and I can go through all of those stages of looking at the asymmetrical balance or introducing yeah. another shape or looking at negative space but until I feel something for it it's not done okay so kind of giving it the body is all done but then once you've given it the soul then mm. it's finished yeah exactly yeah and where do you find the soul well, you've got to find it in here inside. for a start you know yeah I think that's why people connect with abstract work as well. When you have that connection, it's generally very different for everyone as mm. well. I mean, it's also different for figurative paintings as well. You can have different reactions to it mm. based on your own context. You can have a piece of abstract art and be like, huh, I see this out of it. And someone's just like, how the hell did you see that? Mm. Like, where are you looking? What, what, what do you take from it that gives you that image? Yeah. I had a lady come to the open studios mm. we have every year um, a couple of years ago and gave me a lesson in abstract painting 
oh, yeah. explained that if you can see something else in it, then it's successful. So yeah. if you can see a helicopter or a bird or you know a, a dog barking with a hat on, then it's a successful painting. And, and um, it was really difficult to just nod and smile because <laughs> I thought that's ridiculous, you know. Um, look at Rothko, I mean there was nothing in his work, yeah. but it resonates, you know, so I don't know where people get that idea, it worries me a little bit, you know. <laughs> and so what would you say would be your greatest source of inspiration for your paintings? Um, just about any, anything, and I look at, um, I guess, everything all the time, and it, it's just one of those things, something will inspire me. We had a fire come through here in January yeah. 2014. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and I, I was here when it happened and it was amazing day but I still get inspiration from the the trees outside that have still got black on them. Yeah I love the regrowth mm. in um, whenever there's either a control burn or a bushfire I love when the regrowth starts happening mm. and generally it's quite a contrast between the blackened earth and the trees and then bright green. Yeah. I love that. Yeah and and it's a symbol for um, for loss and, and near misses as well and it yeah, comes out a lot of my abstract painting. So I'm inspired by you know, a couple of trees that are leaning where the others are straight or yeah. the gap between trees. You know, there's all sorts of things that kick me in, in abstract directions. Awesome. You mentioned the Open Hills studio. What was it like doing your very first exhibition? I think I was a little bit nervous about what people would think. Yeah. And I'm not that nervous anymore. Um, I've moved a long way in the last four or five years. Yeah, it comes with experience, I guess. Yeah, and also you realise that... Um, a lot of people who are judging the work have no idea whether it's good or bad or, or whether you connect with it or, you know. Yeah. So um, I put much less store now in people's opinions and more in my own. I follow my gut okay. a lot more. But the first one was a little bit nerve-wracking. Yeah. One of your exhibitions, um, Interlude, is personally one of my favourites. Oh, good. And especially The Garden. Oh, yes. That's definitely one of my favourite pieces. So what gave you that idea to put together an exhibition that's based around the work that you do in between all other things that happen in life? Mm. Um, well, it, it came about because I was offered a, an exhibition with another artist from mm. Queensland um, at Juniper Galleries and he pulled out. And rather okay. than invite others in, I thought, why not just do it myself? So yeah. I put that forward and the gallery owner said yes. So, uh, and then I thought, well, I've got, I think, five and a half months to come up with about 30 paintings. Wow. And it really frightened me initially. Um, I can and imagine. I, yeah, I mean, under each painting, there's probably another two or three or four, you know, that, yeah. that were kind of... Not quite right, or didn't quite work. Yeah, I'd put them aside and then I'd work on something else okay. and then I'd come back to it sometimes early in the morning before I went to work and just come out and smash a couple of hours, but... It was good. It, it was a, a massive growth area for me, mm. but the the whole idea of it was to um, to show people that you, you, your job isn't your whole life, you know. Yeah. And and I I teach four days a week, so my painting day is Friday, and then <laughs> weekends when I can, and it's all those times that you really cherish because they're for you and they and they as an artist, you've got to have that time alone, you know. Yeah. So the yeah, interlude um, talks about that space between what you've got to do and yeah. things that you really love to do. I thought it was a good exhibition. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, good. I definitely really liked it. And do you have a favourite piece of work, like overall, or from that exhibition? 
Um, well, you mentioned um, the garden, and that was one of my favourite paintings. Yeah. In there. It, it, I don't know where it came from, but it, I, I thought I've made a, a kind of a, an artistic jump here. You know? yeah. And there was another painting in there which I loved, it was called um, Resuscitation. And it yes. was a, oh, you know that one? Yeah. I've done my research. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, that painting, I think it resonated with me because it was really about resuscitating myself. You know, yeah. art is a very personal thing. Um, and before I came back to art, after many years away, uh, I just realised how much it changed me, you know, just to be doing what I love again. So mm. that one, though, was um, also about the process of painting and um, killing it and then resuscitating it. Okay. I threw it off the deck and into the garden <laughs> twice. You? Yeah, just went, I've had enough of you, you know. And I just about gave up on it. And then something happened in another painting that, drew me back to it okay. and I kind of resuscitated it and I thought it, it's just it was a big um, um, I guess a design change as well okay. things that happened in it that I've done since you know and every little bit you learn you you add together retain, and you yeah. mash it into one and you draw yeah. from yeah experience. everything I do is I've probably done a little bit before but if it works I'll do it again you know mm-hmm so what are some of your favorite techniques to work with abstract um, I like to start randomly. Mm -hmm. It's all process driven. Um, with the landscapes, they're not. They're more about planning and preparing the space okay. for something realist. But with abstracts, they're just fun. So I, I often start without looking. Okay. I just make marks. I'll, I'll close my eyes and, and imagine something and draw it with one line. And it just kicks the painting off. Um, and from there, it's just um, reaction. Um, thinking about the the basics, okay. Um, spinning it around a lot, and just reacting to what I've already done, and then eventually, with if I'm very lucky, it comes together and I end up liking it. Okay. But it takes a long time, yeah. Sometimes for that to happen. Yeah, and I guess also once you've done it a couple of times, you kind of know what works, what won't work in a way. Theoretically, yes. Theoretically, but it doesn't work. Doesn't always, yeah. That's the thing, you can work on canvas or you can work on basswood, mm. very different surfaces, and there's techniques I work very differently on those surfaces. So you think you are doing something and it turns out to be completely, completely different. different, but better in a way, you know, yeah. so it, you think, oh, what's happened? Oh, no, oh Eureka! Yeah, it's, it's great never knowing what it's going to look like at the end. It's always good to enjoy the trip and not just say, well, I know what this is, mm. so now I'll fill it in, you know? Yeah. I love that challenge of it. Yes. And you also do some figurative work as well. So mm. do you find that if you've done abstract for quite a while, that when you go back to do a figurative, that you kind of struggle a little bit or vice versa? Um, not really, because um, I've only come back to painting, as I said, five years ago. Oh, okay. Um, I did my fine art degree. I finished in 92, and then I went back to graphics. Okay. And then in 97 to teaching. So I haven't really done that much. But I started painting flowers mm -hmm. just to get the ball rolling. Um, and then I started, uh, I got a bit bored and I had nothing to paint. And I thought, another flower and I'll die. So I, I walked. <laughs> Enough of the flowers. Yeah. I went into the city and I took photos. Mm. And I came back here and I just sort of spent weeks just looking through them for things. And just cropping and mm. hunting. And I ended up, I did a whole series. Um, I think it was. 2017 when I did the figurative work 
Mm. And it kind of was interesting, all acrylic. Yeah, and they're all the portraits of yeah. just different people, generally. Yeah, and, and little odd, um, odd things. people that I don't know that, that the way the sun just shone off their hair right in there. So it was the beginning of the figurative work, but then I don't know what it was. At some point, I just thought, why aren't I doing what my head is telling me? You know, mm. I kept seeing abstracts. You know, I'd look, look down the street and I'd see these shapes and I'd say, that's an abstract painting. Yeah. And I put it off for ages, you know. Okay. So um, I haven't gone back to figurative uh, except to pull out some figurative um, little portrait works here. Okay. And but when I do, um, I've taken a lot of techniques from the abstract with me. Oh, okay. Yeah, just ways of, of applying paint. Yeah, awesome. It's a great learning curve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so what does your work aim to say? Um, it's an interesting one again. Um, the landscape is really just saying, look, look where I live and look at the celebration of where we live, you know. It's yes. just really good. I often drive around for ages and then come home and paint what I've seen without mm -hmm. sort of worrying about photographs and things. Oh, so you generally don't do re reference photos? I do some, but every now and then I just think that was amazing and I just sort of... Just go for it. it out, yeah. Oh, cool. Go back and maybe take some photos um, the next day. But I just like to kind of lay things down sometimes. My abstract work doesn't try to say anything. Okay. Uh, because, as I said, it's process-driven, so I'm not saying I'm going to paint anger and angst here. Yeah. But it, if it turns out that way, that's great. But what I'm trying to say there, I think, is, um, well, for the interlude exhibition, um, the main 20-odd paintings for that that I painted in that time, because I had some already, <clears throat> but the main thing there I was trying to do was kind of explain to people the um, the beauty of that space, you know. Yeah. So most of those paintings had this um, resolution and calmness within them that I felt yeah. when I was doing them. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. Mm. I painted it with a lot of cello in my head, and, and it, I just found this happy place, you know. Mm. And that's where the paintings emerged. And when they did, it was it was that that pulled them together, you know. Okay. So. What was I trying to say? This is where I'm at at the moment, I think, was okay. what I was sort of saying. So with the process, do you like to experiment a lot with different techniques or mixed mediums or anything? Yeah. Yep, um, a lot of, uh, I guess, um, the history part of it, the, the mm -hmm. early painting is um, just playing. And I, I teach um, drawing at college where we, we draw with you know, found objects and things, yeah. and the students love it or hate it. But I find it interesting as a way of starting. I've, um, I've washed some gravel from outside and then painted it and then thrown it on the canvas. You know, <laughs> cool. You know, taffy sort of things, yeah. you know. Um, and they're good ways to get started because you can retain some of that underneath, you know. So what do you love about art? Um, I love the challenge. Yeah? I think, yeah. Um, since I went abstract, it, like going bush. Went abstract. I went abstract. <laughs> and I can't believe that I fought it at uni for three years. Really? Yeah, I, I was a representational painter. I did a lot of figurative work yeah. and things and I just couldn't see the value of, of looking at things abstractly, although I could see it work for others. Mm. And I argued with the lecturers all the time and, and that, a few years ago I thought, what was I thinking, you know? Once it clicks, yeah. then it opens up all sorts of things. Some people will be like, well, a kid could have done that. 
you've just gotten some colours and you've just thrown it at a canvas or something, mm. which generally isn't always the case. No. So that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, what I love about that is though, that, that serendipitous thing, you know, where you, if you can recognise what's working, it's mm. often the way to move it forward. Yeah. And then again, you might paint over parts that you really think are the best thing about it because they're holding the rest of the canvas back. You know? Yeah. And I love that. I just think, um, bring it on, you know, let's fight. Yeah. And it's a fight all the time until it starts to resolve. And then it's just like a, maybe a day or two of just heaven, just tweaking and just enjoying the process. Okay. You know? Yeah. And feeling like you're kind of getting somewhere. You know? Yes. And you're like, ah, oh, yes, almost got it, almost got it. But yeah. then that also comes into the, when do you walk away? When do you like, yes, don't touch it anymore? Yeah. And I've made mistakes in that line a lot, yeah. you know. Walked away thinking I got it. I don't do that much anymore. I, I look away for a couple of days and then come back and go, yeah, I think that's done. Or I've got to, I've got to fix that, you know. Like someone will say to me, um, and it'll be someone, a fellow artist will say, are you going to fix that bit there? And you say, why do I need to? And they, they say, oh, whatever you think. And it just gets me thinking. And, and then sometimes... you're like, now that you've mentioned it, I have to do it now. Like, yeah. it, it won't leave your mind. Yeah. Or I just say, I don't think you're right in my, to my mind. And True. I just leave it, you know. True. Each to their own. Yeah. Everyone's different. And that's the beauty of it as well. But, you know, like with um, resuscitation and with the garden, mm. you know, um, each of those paintings had a lot of, um, I got a lot of feedback from them, mm. but some people said they found the garden was was a little bit creepy or they just didn't think that it came together as a work. Really? Yeah. And I, I listened because it's good feedback, you know. It's very interesting yeah. because I got it completely different. I felt very calm when I looked at it. Yeah. I thought it was kind of like the, the showpiece one because Definitely. so many things came together in there for me. but. Um, and in subsequent paintings with the same techniques, bombed, you know. Right. So when they happen, I think that's really good, you know. Not that I think they're earth-shatteringly amazing paintings, but I know that they. I'm happy with them and I know that's something, mm. you know. But, um, yeah, even resuscitation, some people said it was a little boring in the middle. And I thought, oh, my God, you know. I'd say thanks for your input, you know. <laughs> but I thought that's the part that I think is, is just the... And it was scratched and, you know, sanded back. Mm. But they're... Chucked out onto the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they did. They just landed out there. <laughs> um, quite a, probably half a dozen sailed off the, the deck. <laughs> um, my frustration more than theirs, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I think everyone reads things differently and that's why you've got to back yourself in a bit, you know. If mm. I listened to everyone, um, I would be doing portraits or painting dogs or doing something else mm. so I think you've got to just believe what you're doing yeah. take, it, take in it as constructive criticism yeah but then make your own judgments from it mm. I've always found so feedback is always helpful and welcome yeah, it's good but then you have to get to that point where you're just like cool thank you yeah let's move on I'm gonna keep doing my yeah <laughs> yeah and so what are some other challenges that you faced as an artist over the years uh, finding the time I think has been the big thing. The, the best thing for me was cutting back teaching to four days okay. and taking a day uh, a week long service leave because I had three terms then, nine months mm. of working in the studio two days a week. Um, and that really pushed me forward, you know. Okay. 
yeah, I, was, I felt I was getting somewhere before then. Um, I think I was still a little tentative as an artist. You okay. Know? I mean, there, there's also, um, when you come back to painting or you really engage with it, there's that time where you spend in your studio doing nothing. But that yeah. nothing is full of thinking and figuring things out and looking at stuff on the internet and you know, reading art books and going mad trying to find your place. Not to to jump in, but to begin, you know? Sure, sure. And also so like did all that. finding your style as well because um, having references is very important and having influence is also extremely important. But then you have to make sure that you don't turn it into a copy. Mm. And so finding your own signature style. So is do you have any tips to sort of go about doing that? Uh, yeah, look at everything is yeah. the first thing. And I don't think it's... Um, you can't sort of jump into a style. I think you grow mm. into it. And that's why a lot of mid-career artists are settling into a style, you know. Yeah. But it's also dangerous. And I think these days um, there are very few galleries where they want you to be the one style. True. There are still some in Perth. You know, I think there were 25 galleries um, 20 odd years ago. Now there's only two or three, you know. Wow, really? Commercial galleries, yeah. The rest of them are, are the different type of gallery. Okay. So to be, to be in those galleries, you've got to have a, um, a style that is consistent. Mm -hmm. And so that buyers can say, well, I know that style and it's getting followers and it's really good. Mm. Um, so if I stopped painting abstracts and I went back to say figurative or landscape and mm -hmm. changed my style completely, I might've been playing around with it for six months, but suddenly I'm doing that all the time. Yeah. So am I then a landscape artist? No. I'm just playing something else, you know. True. So I don't see that that's important anymore, but I do think that you've got to find that style. You can't just jump around, have a go at this yeah. and that. It also does doesn't appear out of nowhere overnight. No. Which I find frustrates a lot of people because mm -hmm. they expect to have their signature style or their process down immediately, and then when that doesn't mm. happen. They get frustrated and they'll either leave it and never go back to it. Yeah, they disappear. Um, and I think everyone has a signature style, but I don't think I'll really lock mine in, mm. you know, until I get into my 40s. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's, but it's, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, it's a long process I'm finding. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, if I go back to landscape after a couple of years, I'll do similar stuff, but with all the abstract techniques and yeah. tools that I've got now, It'll have evolved, you know, which I'm going to do next year. Oh, um, that's And also oils in abstracts as well. Okay. Uh, which is a completely different set of rules and and probably um, they'll take a lot longer. Mm -hmm. But that's part of the process as well, you know. Awesome. And you also are currently doing some workshops at the yep. Bellevue? Bellevue Art Space. Bellevue yeah. Art Space, which yeah. is a... More recent thing, isn't it? Yeah, um, Gail Mason started that uh, earlier this year and then COVID hit, so yeah. been quiet. Um, but the uh, I, I had a few people asking me, do I do workshops in abstraction? Mm. And I kept saying no. And then I thought, well, why not? Because uh, it's good to, I, I feed off students all the time at work, mm. you know. Um, they might come up with some ideas for brochures in some of the projects and I think that's a really good idea you know mm. who would have thought of using that typeface <coughs> excuse me so um, I thought well a bit of that um, give and take would be nice 
Yeah. I'll do it and see how it goes. And I loved it, you know, because people are interested and um, they bring their own unique style to things as well. And we argue about, you know, that's your style, but but no, but you just have to try the techniques and then you, you know, it's good. But you apply the techniques into your own style. Yeah, and your own colour scheme, you know. But I teach the... um, the basics of, of designing that as well because mm-hmm. they're in everything you know and color theory and I do six hour workshops I do three night or four night workshops I go to people's places and do mentoring and I oh, really cool. enjoy it yeah I'm not trying to do too much because then I'm not getting anything done yeah and you'll burn out as well yeah and I don't think you can say the same thing no. too, over and over yeah. and over and over yeah because then it would come like work you know exactly but um, yeah, I, the thing I do love about it though is, is what pe- how people get out of it, because they say I've always wanted to try abstraction and and I'm, I've never had a go, you know, I've never tried acrylics. I think, oh my God, a blank canvas, <laughs> let's go. You know? Let's do it. Yeah, it's good fun, just to see what they they walk out with a few pieces that are unfinished, yeah. but they're they're walking out, you know, usually very happy with what they've done. Awesome. Yeah, it's good fun. Sounds really good. And um, is there anything particular about the art scene that you would like to see change or anything? Uh, yeah. Um, I think there's always been politics in, in art. Mm. Um, we saw that recently in the Archibald winner. Um, and that's a big issue in, that everyone's talking about. So I, I think it'd be nice to get politics out of art and leave us alone. Mm. You know, I think it, it, they, there's too many... Um, reasons for judges to pick winners in those competitions anyway. Okay. So if politics has to be the overriding one, I think that's wrong. You know, I'd like to see that change. I'd like to see um, also the, uh, the the judging of some competitions be spread out a bit more. You know. Because okay. a lot of artists go into prizes now and they think, who are the judges and what are they like? And I'll do some of that and you kind know. of do work more catered towards the judge's taste yeah. rather than doing their expression and yeah. then being judged by someone. Yeah. Okay. I find that I find it annoying, I think. It's kind of like um, chasing the ring, you know. It's, yeah. And that that's not really art to me. I just think that's um, um, anathema to, to being an artist, you know. If you're going to do that, let's all just throw our work out the window and Mm. follow judges around you know it's crazy I'd rather much rather just have um, a few paintings in a good art gallery like Mundari Art Centre and just see how people react to those rather than you know chasing around trying to find a prize to win you know because it's crazy it's all politics so I'd rather disappear (laughs) replace with what I have no idea true true And 2020 has been a very interesting year for all of us. So how has the effects of COVID impacted on you as an artist? Um, uh, well, I wasn't planning on exhibiting this year anyway. I had a okay. busy exhibition program last year and I, and I thought... Have after, a bit of a break? Yeah, just have a break and, and kind of see what I'd do with what I'd learned something mm. and take it somewhere. So And to do that, I think it's good to avoid exhibiting because then you're working... On a series of paintings yeah. for deadline, yeah, and all of that. So I, I thought, well, let's spend twenty twenty just painting and enjoying it. Okay. Um. So it didn't really 
involve much change once COVID because I still had Fridays to pay. Okay. But the thing that I did enjoy was um, having the opportunity to do the workshops oh. in amongst that, you know. Yeah. So I guess in that way, um, without that happening, it, I might not have been doing it. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Out of Frame and a massive thank you to our wonderful guest, Rick Burkett. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you can find out more information about Rick and his fantastic abstractions on Facebook at Rick Burkett Studio and Instagram Rick underscore Burkett. Next time, join me as we learn the ins and outs of kiln glassmaking with Lynn Idle.